Welcome to Mox on the Mic, your exclusive look into all things Chattanooga Athletics. Here's your host, Chris Goforth. Mox on the Mic, ready to talk some hoops with you today as we're going to visit with Chattanooga women's basketball coach Katie Burroughs will be with us and men's basketball coach Lamont Paris. Looking forward to talking to both of them. Exhibitions happening this week and then uh, they tip it off for real. Uh, coming up very soon. We're going to start with a visit with uh, women's head basketball coach Katie Burroughs, kind enough to spend a few minutes with us and talk a little bit about her women's basketball program here at Chattanooga. Before we get to some on on the court stuff, I, I want to talk a little bit about some off the court stuff and some changes. Um, first off, what's it like getting to boss your sister around? Don't boss her around. Everybody gets this like. <laughs> misconception that I try not to treat my situation as a boss anyway. It's more of a, Hey, we're working together, but uh, no, I mean, it's, I, I tell people all the time, it's a better dynamic than if it were the other way around um, because she knows when to pull back and stop pushing. And I just keep poking the bear. I just keep poking. And so um, she has figured out over the years with my dad, how to do that. Um, and I, have not as much patience as she does. Um, so the dynamic is perfect and uh, we haven't had any blowups yet. I say yet, cause I imagine one's coming one day um, and it will make everyone around us uncomfortable, but you know, it is, but we'll get over it and, and we'll move on. But uh, it, who knows when that'll happen, but we're having a great time. She's contributing so much already. And um, yeah, we're all thankful to have her around. What is her on-court responsibilities going to be? Yeah, so she is working with Brittany um, with the guards, naturally, because she's a guard herself. Um, she is actually going to be uh, – one of the things that she's done over the years is she's played um, various types of zones. She's going to be um, kind of in charge of instructing our zone defenses. Um, and and so those are some of the main on-court stuff. Obviously, she'll be in my ear constantly um, providing suggestions with – I mean, she's got 25 years of coaching experience, so she has – seen a lot of different situations occur. And so uh, just being able to provide feedback in those uh, situations as well. And she's been great with the one-on-one -on -one stuff with the girls too, um, tweaking some things, helping them think about some things, um, you know, while they're in action. So, yep, that's pretty much it. You have a new director of basketball operations too, and, and mm -hmm. Tyler Clark, where'd you find him? Yeah, so it's interesting. Um, John met him first. I think uh, Tyler was just reaching out to some folks, you know, over the last couple of years, trying to get his feet wet in the business, trying to meet people, trying to learn the business. And he was at Wheeling University Division II um, as a grad assistant. And he came down last year, uh, called and asked if he could come down and spend a couple of days with us and just kind of observe and watch practices, sit in on meetings, um, come to a game, hear kind of locker room stuff, kind of what's going on with all that. Um, he sat in on some recruiting conversations and got to kind of be a part of those things and just was just a sponge, just wanted to um, learn some new things and, and build relationships. Uh, saw him out again this summer. Uh, he's kept in touch, but I saw him out this summer and he was um, – running that program by himself as a grad assistant out of pocket because they lost their head coach um, who had a family issue and had to move on somewhere different. And so he was basically just doing everything to keep that program going. He was out recruiting on his own dime. And I thought, man, what a good guy, you know, <clears throat> somebody that just 
really truly is invested in, in the kids that he's working with and the programs that he's working with. And just, um, he had asked me about the ops position opening. And I said, I was, it was open to everybody. I wanted to see what was out there and he applied and I'll be darned if he didn't get it. So he's, uh, yeah, he, he just, he came right on in. He asserted himself where he needed to, and he's already hitting the ground running. And anybody that's paying attention to our social media will notice that there have been way more posts in the last two weeks than there ever have. So <laughs> he's already on top of it. That's a, that's a title that we hear a lot around college basketball, that director of basketball operations in your program, that those responsibilities are what? Well, so obviously he makes sure that, um, uh, you know, when travel's the big thing, you know, are we getting from point A to point B safely? Do we have a bus? Do we have places to stay, food to eat, money, um, things of that nature? You know, he actually is going to be, now that he's starting to get a little more comfortable, he's going to be um, handling uh, contracts for my scheduling. He's going to be um, doing some things with, um, so Kristen's actually doing my scheduling, but he's going to be the one that reaches out after the fact for game times, contracts things of that nature to kind of help me stay organized there. Um, and then we put him in charge of our social media accounts as well, just because I think operationally, if you don't have a social media person, um, I think operations is where you kind of have to let that fall um, as the rest of us have a lot of other responsibilities and we don't really have time for it like he does. So um, that's kind of what we're looking at there. Let's talk a little bit about some on-court stuff. We'll get to the schedule uh, coming up a little later. Ebony Williams is back. Abby Cornelius is back. How much of what you want to do offensively, how much of it's going to flow through those two? Yeah, well, uh, the, the offense itself flows a lot through our forwards. It's just built that way. Um, they're out on the perimeter quite a bit. Um, and so the ball naturally reverses through them and they're able to make decisions with it, whether it be an attack or a reversal for a ball screen or a handoff. Um, and, and, and all of our forwards are capable of, you know, pick and roll, pick and pop, um, actually, you know, faking those handoffs and attacking the rim and finishing. And so a lot of what we do goes through them rather than so much the guards. I think people put a lot of emphasis on guards. Um, and in fact, Abby last year was, I believe she was second on the team in assists. It was second or third. I can't remember, but that's huge for a starting forward. And so, um, we do rely on them heavily. I thought she turned into an all-conference level player last year. She had been good, mm -hmm. but last year I felt like we saw a totally different level from Abby Cornelius. For sure. What, what have you seen from her growth-wise from the end of last season and compared to what you're seeing on the court right now? She's gotten so much stronger physically. Um, she was always capable of shooting the ball outside. Um, that's gotten more consistent. She was always capable of handling it a little bit because she's had to do that um, throughout high school. She got better with that and her decision-making. But then she's just – I mean, she was just – like a, a breeze would blow and she'd fall over her freshman year. So just over these last few years, she has just really gotten physically stronger and it, it's going to make her harder to guard. And on the flip side of things, defensively, she is our most disciplined defender. And well, she's had to become that. She plays a lot of minutes for us. And so we're like, you can't get in foul trouble. <laughs> so she's our most disciplined defender. Um, she's learned how to, how to be a shot blocker and then also can move her feet. And, and so we can switch defensively and she can guard a guard. So um, it's just really grown into an all around just balanced player for us. What did you challenge Ebony with over the summer 
in in her game in terms of growth and and just the development? Well, it's it's the same every year for her, and she's gotten a little bit better each time, and that's been with her her tempo. She plays a little bit too fast at times, and so just really slowing things down and honing in on the things that she does well. And her main strengths are around the basket, um, offensively, are around the basket finishing. Uh, attacking from the high post area and then defensively just boxing out and rebounding. I mean, she can move her feet and she can rebound like some of the best of them. So um, those are just the things just kind of helping her to understand, like, these are the things that you're really, really good at. So go be really, really good at them. Last year, when you and I talked preseason and then even during season, you, you talked to, about Seagrin Olaf's daughter and kind of her, the adjustment that she was having to make, not just socially and academically, but basketball wise too. Um, by the end of the year, I, you know, again, I, I thought she was playing well. What do you see from her now? Is it, is there a different comfort level for Seagrin going into what is year two for her? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, that child has really, um, this summer for whatever reason, and maybe just because familiar to her now she's grown up a lot and she came back um with just a confidence that she didn't necessarily have when she came in she always played I mean she played a lot of minutes for us last year and we depended on her in a lot of ways because she is she has a high IQ she does a lot of good things but now she just does it with a little bit more um um, of an attitude, <laughs> if you will. Um, she's, she's always kind of been there. And just, now she kind of has this air about her, like she, the confidence is there for her. And I'm so thankful that she's figured out who she is within this group um, and is really starting to settle in well. I think you're going to see some big, big things from her this year. How do you use her and Dina Gerald's? Is there a chance that they're both on the floor at the same oh. time some? For sure. A lot. Uh, yeah. So um, it, it's just a situation, too, um, where Dina is much healthier now. Um, she had some um, some injuries that she dealt with over the summer and got those fixed. And so she also is a little more confident in her stability Um literal stability, uh, moving and cutting. We, we tease her all the time. Like you break your own ankles all the time. <laughs> um, and so just being able to have her be healthy, um, and, and rely on her, she has actually, um, you know, Dina's always been a confident player, but I think it, it took her a little bit longer to figure out like, again, who she is and her identity within this team. She is there. And so, yes, you will see them very quickly on the floor together. Um, and uh, you'll see them on the floor together a lot. Um, and then we've got some other folks that have come in and are going to be able to give them some breaks this year. You know, we just didn't have a, uh, a whole with injuries and, and with COVID and things of that nature. We didn't have a ton of depth last year. And so I'm um, feeling a little more confident in that situation this year. Are you more comfortable with Dina at, at the one yeah. or do you like her at the two? Well, I think she can play both. And, and, and so, uh, and I think she will end up playing both and not because Seagren's the one it'll be because uh, one of our freshmen, Addie Grace Porter, she is really, really coming along nicely for us um, in practice. And she just makes it, she makes us go. Um, and so if Dina is doing a lot of good things, scoring and, and distributing and things of that nature, well, I can't justify taking her off the floor. I may move her to the two because she does shoot it really, really well. So if we can run her off uh, down screens, flare screens, ball screens, she can make things happen with the ball in her hands. And so uh, be hard to take her off the court if she's doing those things well. Um, so the other will be a shift there. It'll make us a little bit smaller, but uh, that's not always a problem either uh, as long as they're doing their job. Which of the newcomers has you the most excited? 
Oh gosh, that's so hard because they all do. <laughs> They're all just contributing in so many different ways. Um, we have four true freshmen. Um, and then we have one transfer who is still a freshman because of COVID. Um, you know, I, I would say I mentioned Addie Grace and, and just her motor. Um, she plays at a just at a different level when it comes to urgency. She's just is she a little place. bit, is she a little bit more of a smaller guard? Maybe yeah, than she's what about you had? Five, five, I guess. Five, yeah. And it, she, but she's real strong um, and athletic. And so she, she gets after people defensively. We got to get them, you know, every freshman that comes in, we got to get them to put playing defense with their hands because that's what they've been allowed to do. So she's starting to figure that out um, and moving her feet a lot better. She'll give people some trouble. Uh, she also has a little bit of a, of a, of a swag to her. You know, she doesn't let much phase her. She just gets after it. She's a competitor. Um, and so really have just been, um, like I say, very, very pleased with how she's kind of come in and just settled in nicely. Uh, Carson Murphy, she's done a really, really good job. She's our transfer from Montana. Um, you know, didn't see the floor a lot last year, but still was able to kind of give us that maturity level of a transfer because they have seen, basketball at this level um so she plays with kind of a cool calmness to her so I think she's going to be a um a calming factor on the court <clears throat> excuse me and then you've got Destiny McClendon we call her the bucket getter that kid I'm telling you get the ball in her hand she's gonna find a way to get a bucket um she's strong and, and she gets after it but she also um has not really had to play very structured uh, a lot of her career and so that has been difficult for her but she I've seen her over these last <clears throat> couple months just really grow in that area um and and I, we, we have to get her to stop thinking so much <laughs> stop thinking trying to be perfect just play your game and go get a bucket um leah jones always in the right spot super high iq uh got to get her to slow down her tempo just a little bit when she has the ball in her hands but she's a smart smart kid um and then we finally got um laura habling we brought in another foreigner, Chris, but you can you can pronounce her last name. Okay, all good. Um, <clears throat> I thought about that whenever she came. I was like, hey, they can pronounce her name. Um, she got here really, really late. Um, in fact, she got in the first week of school, like later in that first week of school, just due to her school ending, getting her visa. It was a touch and go situation. So thankfully we got her here and um, she does a lot of really good stuff. Another high IQ player. But like a lot of kids who come from overseas, the footwork is different. Um, they're allowed a few more steps than we are. So she's had to really um, slow her tempo down in that respect so that she doesn't travel. And so <clears throat> that's been her biggest struggle. Uh, and I think there's a fresh a level of frustration there for her. But honestly, um, I've seen that really improve over the last couple of weeks. It's just a, it's old habits die hard. Right. Um, and then when she goes back over there to play at some point, she's going to get to go right back to it. So it's keeping that discipline all year round. So we'll see, but, um, but they're all going to contribute in a lot of different ways. I'm super excited. And it's really kind of cool how we've got like this big group of veterans and a big group of newcomers. So that it kind of gives us a good balance. Um, it's a lot of fun to be in the gym with this bunch. Uh, yeah, I wanted to ask about Laura Habling. Uh, it, there's always a story behind when you bring somebody in uh, from out of the country. W what's the story with her? How did you find her in, in Hungary? Yeah, so uh, it's the same story, but a little bit different. We just responded to an email. But actually, this one is a little bit different um, in, in her respect. So two of her teammates on their Hungarian team um, we had looked at previously, both are in the States currently. 
one, uh, they were at a, a little private school down in the Atlanta area. Um, one of them ended up going to UAB. So we're going to play against her this year, which will be a neat little story, uh, two former teammates. Um, and then the other one is still uh, as a senior in high school. Um, and they also played together and she is actually going to Kansas next year. So we had seen Laura play watching those two on their um, uh teams in, in Hungary, just watching film. And when Akos, her, um, her, I, I, it's not really an agent, but just her, her handler, if you will. Um, he reached out and said, Hey, we got another kid that's looking to come. We're like, Hey, we remember that kid. And so kind of went back and watched a little more film and thought she could probably help us. So she about six, one, um, can play, uh, probably be a forward for us, but could probably grow into, uh, more of a guard, uh, eventually, uh, she's got some skills there, but again, we've got to slow her down a little bit on her footwork for her to be, um, as helpful as we need her to be, but boy, she's such a sweet spirit. Um, she's always so grateful to be here, um, and has really fit in nicely with, with her teammates. What's the strength of your team? The strength, the chemistry, these kids genuinely love each other. They get along so well. Uh, you know, I was watching them the other day in our media day stuff. Um, and they were having a ball. I mean, just not just with, you know, individually, but with one another. And we had two of them that are going to have to do a makeup day uh, this week. And these kids themselves came to me and said, can we come do it with them so they don't have to do it alone? And I thought, well, that's really cool, you know, that you're willing to take time out of your day to come over here and do it all again, just so they can have some folks to do that with. And so I thought that was really special. They're spending a lot of time together. Um, They're digging in deeper with one another. They've been listening to podcasts and having conversations. I'm like, who are you people? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But just they they are um, really I said it for the first time, I kind of feel like we, we have a group that's all going in the same direction together and wanting to grow um, equally and quickly and, and understanding that there's a sense of urgency in this thing so that we can go win a championship. What concerns you the most? Mm, concerns. There's a lot of, in our league, there's a lot of, of veterans back for their COVID year. Um, and, and so to have such a young group, that's going to have to produce quickly and we do, our veterans are going to be on the court. They're going to be getting things done, but we're going to have to have that depth. And we've got a bunch of babies, a bunch of freshmen, you know, and how are they going to respond to these, you know, second year seniors, these COVID seniors, you know, at Mercer, at Furman, um, who get it and, and, and they've won consistently, you know, how are they going to transition, um, in games like that and just be able to come out and punch them in the mouth right away and not back down from them. Um, and so that, that's kind of my, and it's not even really a concern. I don't think they're going to back down from anybody, um, just in their, I don't think it's in their nature, but I think it will be a bit of a shock to them. Some of these games this season, um, how physical it's going to be, uh, and and how quickly they respond and adjust. So this schedule is, uh, it's, I mean, it's pure Chattanooga basketball, right? I mean, it is Vandy, Alabama, Cincinnati, Belmont, Tennessee, and that's just that's just me hitting a couple of high points there. UAB, I mean, UAB, uh, I mean, you know, EKU's, yeah, th- all these teams have had success. Um, in their conferences. Um, and I'll tell you, I mean, we're going to start out with Belmont and Tennessee Tech. Lord, Tennessee Tech's loaded. I, I asked her, I said, do you have an army? What is up? She has a, a zillion players. 
So um, just really, really going to have to buckle down and, and be prepared every single day to compete because it is not going to be easy. Now, was Kelly Harper an assistant when you were here as a player? Yes, she and I have my, on both. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that I thought that was the case. Three years, three years. What will that be like for you getting a chance as a Tennessee kid, getting a chance not only to, to coach against Tennessee, but a, a chance to be able to coach against her? Oh, it'll be a lot of fun. Um, you know, she's, she is, um, she was my favorite player growing up. And, and it's funny, I actually have, I have written documentation. I don't know where it is, but I have written documentation of that. In some article, I mentioned that. And uh, so when she came to coach, uh, I was on cloud nine. I'm like, I get to learn from one of the best point guards I've ever watched um, and, and, and actually get to play against her because she got out and practiced some. Um, and, but she's just a super, like, like powerful basketball mind. Like she's learned from the best. Um, she's a competitor. She's going to get after it with those kids. And she's going, she's going to come after us hard. I don't care who I am. She, she loves me, but uh, she go, she going to tell those kids to bring it. But I think it's going to be a lot of fun to kind of uh, connect with them. And I'm hoping to kind of get this thing back going again. I know how exciting it is for not only for our, our kids to go play in places like that and, and hopefully to have them come back here for, you know, the folks in Chattanooga to, to come out and enjoy that. It's been a few years. And so I'm hoping we get that started back up again. Um, and it's always a fun time talking to John. He, uh, she's pulled away a lot more. So I get to communicate with him more than I do her. Um, but he's just a real down to earth guy and just really has, was kind to help me in getting this game. Um, you know, we needed something after Christmas. And so, uh, I wasn't real thrilled about it being two days after Christmas, but we'll take it. <laughs> <clears throat> Scout the conference for us, Coach, and and what do you expect? You've mentioned some of those teams from the Southern Conference. Scout the uh, scout the conference for us, and, and what sh- we should expect. Well, uh, those veteran groups. I mean, you've got Mercer, Stanford, Furman, all, and I'd say you know several of the other schools. Everybody's got these kids back. When we talk about all conference players, you got Shannon Titus coming back. You got Jaron Darty coming back. Of course, she wasn't a senior yet anyway. But guess what? She gets another year. Um, <clears throat> You've got uh, Tierra Hodges, who I, I tell people all the time, she's quite possibly my favorite player in the league. She averages a double-double, um, you know, just about every day. Uh, she's hardworking, gets after it, so we're going to have to see her another year. Um, and then you got a couple kids, um, one returning off injury um, um, from Samford. The, um, oh, my Lord, I've lost her name now. It will come to me in a minute. Uh, guard. Uh, coming off an injury from last year, she didn't play. Um, and then you've got um, uh, Natalie Armstrong coming back too. So another big presence along with the other big presences that they've brought in. I asked her the other day, I said, dude, can you, can you shoot me a post player? I mean, good Lord, you got eight of them. So she's like, I know. But um, anyway, they, um, th- those three teams are going to be really, really tough along with the rest of the league. Everybody's gotten better. Everybody has. And when I look at rosters, Western, Wafford, um, uh, Greensboro, I mean, it's just it's going to be a really, really interesting year again in our conference, I believe. Um, So but those veteran groups, man, they they're going to be tough. We're going to have to get after them. Coach, thanks for the time. As always, we'll look forward to catching up with you again. I know we'll talk soon once the uh, once we get the season underway. Thanks. I appreciate it. Thanks to Coach Burroughs for giving us some time. Also got the chance this week to catch up with Chattanooga men's basketball coach, Lamont Paris.
Coach, obviously there's a, you know, a lot of uh, anticipation, a lot of excitement about this season to come. Um, what's it like from your end? You're, you've been with these guys now every day for a little while. So uh, are, are you feeling some of that excitement that I think the fan base is, is kind of feeling right now about, about this squad? Yeah, I am. I mean, uh, it always, it's always so funny why as to why that happens. Have I said more to more people about – uh, the prospects of this team, are they reading into it themselves? Or is it just because of a publication? Uh, is it just because we're older? Anyway, but um, yeah, I am. I'm excited about this group. Uh, we're, we're, we have a mature group, um, an experienced group. Um, and so I'm excited and, and they're talented also, but uh you know, we're ways away from where we need to be. That's for sure. Um, but we're we're close to where we need to be by the time we play our first game. So uh, that's good and encouraging. But uh, I like our guys. I like our team. I like the components of our team, the depth of our team, the size, overall size of our team. Um, a lot of things for me to like and be excited about with this group. Three games on national TV. How big is that for Chattanooga basketball? Yeah, that's huge. I, I mean, that benefits us and our whole university, but uh, specifically our our program uh, tremendously from from the recruiting aspect. Uh, I mean, that's a big part of it to just visibility and and uh, and branding yourself in regions that that will be outside of our immediate region. Um, so. Those are those are that, that's great that that someone in the in the studios thinks we we got a team that they're interested in watching this year. So our responsibility now is to go out there and prove them right. So we're 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 trying to prepare in order to do that. Of the guys that you've got coming back, who do you feel like has improved the most from the end of last season? Um, that's a that's a difficult one. Uh. That's a hard one. And we got a lot of guys that are, you know, David Jean Baptiste is shooting the ball right now. Now I don't knock on this wooden desk here, but um, he's shooting the ball at such a high level right now. Malachi has made improvements, significant improvements to his game from reads that he's making to finishing around the basket at a much, much higher level than he was throughout the duration of last season. Um, so, and those guys are harder. It's harder for those guys to, to improve, right? If you, if your jump shot looks like mine, you probably can improve it better than if it looks like Steph Curry. So, um, but those guys have made improvements. We've got, there's a lot of candidates. We've got a lot of guys that have, that have, uh, you know, Grant Ledford was, uh, has been playing really well. Um, in some practices. So, you know, what does it look like in games? He's been hurt, so he hasn't played in games too often. So we'll see. A lot of guys. It was, uh, you know, Josh Iani had a had his shoulder was nicked up, but it was it was clearly him, I would say, throughout the summer and in going into this fall. It was clearly Josh Iani. Um, and so he's just working his way back in from having been out for a couple of weeks from an injury. So uh, we'll see what it looks like once the lights get turned on. But we've had a lot of guys that have really improved their games. A couple of new guys. I, I got to start with with Silvio because I feel like he is the guy that I mean, I'm excited to see this guy go at it for the first time in a, in, in a Mox uniform. I think most people are. Um, how did 
he end up here from Kansas and kind of your relationship and, and how that came about? Um, well, I think it was down to us in Kansas out of high school. So I don't know if it was, no, I'm just kidding. It wasn't. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I'll tell you, it was, it was, I'm, I, I'm friends with those guys on their staff at, uh, KU and just as things had started to, to happen, you know, I was made aware that, hey, this could be something potentially that's going to happen uh, once it was, you know, once it was uh, that he might be available and interested in going to another to another school um, as opposed to trying to play professionally. Um, and then, you know, once he went in the portal, it was official, obviously, that that was happening. And then, you know, I used some of my connections and I, and I think they kind of gave they kind of led him down three or four to three or four different people that they trusted would have an opportunity for him and, and it would be a good situation for him. And then, you know, it just got down to recruiting and relationship and we hit it off immediately um, in our conversations. And so it just was, you know, we talked a lot about what the town was like and, and uh, once he got here on a, on a visit, then, yeah, I think it was, uh, and he took a couple other visits, but once he got here on a visit, I, I think he felt really comfortable with not only our vision for him, but, uh, but just with what his surroundings were going to be, uh, uh, and especially with his teammates. How important is that uh, chemistry, so to speak, on a team? But it's, it's making sure that not only are you filling needs on the court, from a recruiting standpoint, but you also got to make sure you're bringing in the right guys that are going to mesh. How yeah. difficult is that as a, as a head coach? Yeah. Personalities matter now. It's, it's uh, personalities, the idiosyncrasies to expectations, to mannerisms, all those things have to, all those things have to blend in uh, with any particular team. And you're working on that throughout the year. You, you, you don't know all of those when you get guys and how it's going to work when they get together, but you can give your best educated guess. And, and uh, I thought right away, uh, just with Silvio's personality, I thought it would be an easy, easy uh, thing to mesh. Cause this was late. He was late in the recruiting process. So um but yeah, those things are really, really important, and they they become more important uh, if it's bad. I, I think it can really help you if you mesh the right way. But I'll tell you where it really stands out is if you don't mesh the right way. Well, then you have very little chance of being successful. Um, if it goes over and above, then you can do some special things. I was, uh, you know, one of the the second Final Four team at Wisconsin. That was the number one thing that that stood out was just how those guys were around each other with each other for each other they just and that was what allowed those guys they were good either way but it allowed them to overachieve in a way that most people didn't think that they could and we have a lot of those characteristics with uh with our guys from that to that end i know people talk about silvio and his ability to be able to rebound uh where does he fit in offensively for you guys or how will he fit in offensively? Yeah, he's, he's, uh, while he's developing his game, he's, he's definitely good enough physically that we'll be able to throw the ball to him and expect that he'll, he'll have a high level of productivity, uh, when he gets the ball on the block. He actually, 
if we had more time, I think there were some, there'd be some other things as far as developing his game. I don't want to do too much with him in a, in a small window. And then you end up touching over a bunch of things, but you finish none of them. So we, we won't do that. Um, but I think his potential, he's got unbelievable potential as far as being able to add things, the capacity to learn. He's got a good capacity to learn. He has some good natural instincts, touch, feel that would allow him to do those things. But I think he'll be a guy that we can we can throw the ball to on the block and expect him to, to make plays. I, I think he has a, he's a, as an athlete, even in a face-up scenario, uh, he'll have the ability to take guys similar size off the dribble. Um, the question right now will be, will the ball be in his hand still by the time he gets by that guy into the rim? Um, but it won't be, can he make the move to get by a defender? It won't be that because he moves. He's an elite athlete that way for a guy of his size. Um, but uh, he'll be he'll be a factor from the offensive end, aside from just the physicality and the rebounding. He'll be an offensive weapon for us. Tell me about Johnny Taylor. That's That's a name that we know around here. Uh, now it's Johnny Taylor Jr. Um, what? How did that come about? How did the relationship get started there with uh, with him? Yeah, Johnny, Johnny, Johnny Taylor Jr. It's a it's a it's a, a an awfully big shadow to live in around these parts when you start talking uh, that name. But um, yeah, J- Johnny Senior. Um, and, and I have a good relationship. Uh, uh, Johnny also has a relationship with uh, Eddie Shannon, one of my assistants, a Florida guy. And, <clears throat> and so we kind of had kept tabs on, on Johnny Jr. and what he's doing. And, you know, of course, it was a weird year just because of the COVID and you couldn't go out and see guys. And, um, you know, where were these high school guys going to fall just because everyone was getting a year back. And so there were a lot of there were a lot of things out there. But uh, just in having conversations with uh, with Johnny Sr. And I, I think he felt really comfortable with having his son play for us. Obviously, having your son go back to your alma mater is a, is a, is a really special thing. And so, yeah, it just worked out. And uh, Johnny's Johnny's been a He's been a pleasure to work with and coach um, thus far. So just uh, excited to see his growth. Um, a big-time athlete. He's a big-time athlete. And uh, the type of athlete that can affect the game with his athleticism, once he figures a couple things out as far as positioning and, um, you know, anticipating some things defensively. But one day I think that's a, that's a real thing. He can impact the game athletically. How much do you are you expecting from this uh, freshman group you're bringing in? It's it's kind of a small group. You've got a a really strong nucleus of experienced guys you're bringing back. So where do these freshmen fall in for you? Yeah, it's it's, it's well, you know, it'll be interesting to see. Um, I like I like that the group a lot. Um, you know, you just never know. And we're going to find out here soon as games start to uh, take place. But, you know, I'll just use an example. We had a guy, Ethan Happ, that uh, ended up starting as a redshirt freshman, but he was going to play behind Frank Kaminsky, who was player of the year in, in all of Division One basketball. Ethan was really good that next year, and he was good that year, good enough to play for us in most years. But just that year, I don't think he thought he was going to play a bunch. And so 
you know, you never know how that's going to work. And, and uh, these guys are going to be judged. They're comparing themselves to guys that are, you know, our average age is 22 and a half. I, I, I found this out today. I had our guys raise our hands to see how many guys we have on our team that are under 20 years old. And it's two, two guys. So uh, we got a, we got a veteran team. So it can be, you know, it's just they're, 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 they're physically stronger and more developed. And so we'll see how it, that goes. But I really like our, our young group. I do. Well, this is night and day different from where you were a couple of years ago. You're early, early in your tenure here. You had the, what, the youngest or the second youngest team in the country yeah. a couple of those years? Yeah. In our year one, we were the youngest in all of basketball. And in year two, we were the seventh. We climbed all the way up to seventh least experienced team in all of Division One basketball. So, uh, um, you know, and, and if this was then, we got some young guys, you know, you look at a guy like, like Randy Brady, for example, uh, in that second year, our two leading scorers were freshmen. And we tried to bring it along that way and develop through high school guys only. And, uh, you know, Randy Brady that year probably would be a key piece, a really key piece to what we were doing. Um, uh, and this year, we'll see what that looks like just because, again, it's just we're better. We have a much better team, but we're also just physically – uh, more experience. So we'll see what that looks like for him, but I don't, I don't count anybody out. We had a kid at Akron, Nate Linhart. He went DNP the first four games of the season uh, because we had a, we had the league's returning start or score coming back. And uh, due to some disciplinary actions, we made a point to start Nate after DNP in four games, he started game five. He never not started the rest of his whole career. So I don't ever count anybody out. I just, We'll, we'll guys get an opportunity, and they'll, they'll, if they go out there, some of them, some of them are just better gamers, and you know they get on the court and they just perform. You got an exhibition game Thursday night. A little bit of a, I guess it's not quite a homecoming for you. It's it's homecoming to you though, yeah. uh, because your alma mater uh, will will come down for an exhibition. How special will that be for you? Yeah, that'll be great. It'll be really neat. Um, just uh, uh, Worcester is coached by Doug Klein, who was a teammate of mine, really good player when, when we were in college and uh, was a year older than me. So uh, he was he's coaching the team now after our, our head coach retired last year. And so uh, <clears throat> he'll be in attendance. Steve Moore is a, uh, a Hall of Fame type coach and he'll be in a, attendance too. So it'll be neat for a lot of reasons. There'll be, we have some other people that are close to the program that are, uh, that are down here. A couple of them just across the border in Georgia. Uh, uh, another former player lives in Tampa, but was doing some work in Nashville uh, over the next three days. So he's going to, he'll be in attendance. So it'll be really neat that way, but that, it's a storied program. Uh, you know, it's the second out of all in division one, division two and division three. It's the uh, since the year 2000 in the 2000s, it's the second winningest program by percentage in, in all of basketball, men's basketball, uh, second to Duke. Uh, so I just I've, and I've mentioned that to our team because they know how to win. They know how to win. They know how to block out. They know how to do all the things that we're going to be tested in those areas, even though. Uh, I hope and expect that there'll be some situations that we're just better physically here or there, right? But we're going to have to we're going to have to do some things uh, from a technical standpoint as well. 
talk about the trip out west and the and the opportunity to go to Los Angeles and play Loyola Marymount. Yeah, they're a good team. We were looking uh, for good teams to play, as were they. And, uh, you know, I think they're picked third in their league this year. But to them, this is their year to, to show what, what's been going on there the last couple of years. I think they're really excited about their team as well. And so uh, it'll be a good test for us, really good test, very challenging. Um, but, yeah, so we'll go out to uh, L.A., uh, some guys have never on our team have never been out there. So it'd be neat to go out there. We'll get out there a couple of days early where we can get acclimated to the time change and, um, you know, maybe see some sights, but we also realize it's a business trip. So we'll, we'll, we'll be preparing before and during the time that we travel. And even once we get there uh, for the business at hand, but uh, a neat, neat trip, a neat place to go and a, and a good, really good, tough opponent. Yeah, I mean, you, you're old enough to remember the Bo Kimball and, and Hank Gathers years of, uh, of Loyola Marymount and the way those guys could get up and down the floor. Do they still play with that frenetic sort of pace that they did back then? No, not quite. Not quite like those guys. I think those guys averaged over 100 a game or something. Yeah, they did. I mean, it was, they, they, did. Were, they were unbelievable, and they had two bona fide dudes as well as some other guys, too. Um, so I don't think – I don't think they're at that level, uh, but they're they're good, and they've got some good interior guys too. So it'll be good um, to to match up from a size wise standpoint. And uh, uh, but yeah, they've been chipping away at it the last couple of years. But again, I think they are really confident that they're going to put out their best product this year. So big, really good test for us. Real quickly on the conference, you don't you don't have too much time to. Uh... I mean, you don't have much of a time to blink before ETSU comes to town at the end of December and you get conference play started. Uh, a little bit about the conference and, and how you seeing things uh, stacking up right now. Yeah, it's hard to say. It'll be interesting because we got three coaching changes. We've had three coaching changes in the league this year. So, uh, And then, like a lot of leagues, a bunch of player turnover. We've had a lot of guys that are out of the league this year. Um uh, and some good, really talented players too. So it's it's hard to you know they make you do a projection at the beginning. It was, I think it's hard uh, to pick on some of these just because you don't know you know the DNA of of Greensboro is going to change. What what does that do to them aside from the players that they've lost? Um, you know, uh, uh, Mike Jones is a really good coach. Uh, had a lot of success at Radford. He's really good. They play a different style than what Wes Miller played. Uh, maybe they get even better than what they already were. Maybe it uh, takes a year to get it together. Who knows what that looks like? So I just think it's hard to uh, project that way, but it'll be another competitive league. It's really good. There are enough good players that are coming back that um, I expect our league to be, you know, pretty high in the rankings again when it, as we start comparing what the SOCON teams do in the non-conference versus particularly versus like sized institutions and conferences. I think, I think our record in those games has been, has been really, really, really good. And even against, you know, some high majors, we've had some pretty good success over the last few years. Coach, appreciate the time, man. As always, excited to see you guys on the floor. No problem. Go Mox. Thanks to Coach Paris and Coach Burroughs for their time this week. And certainly excited to see Chattanooga basketball back on the floor 
at the McKenzie Arena. Don't forget, uh, tickets are on sale now. You can find out more by going to GoMox.com. For our producer, Tate Johnson, I'm Chris Goforth saying so long, everybody, and go Mox. Thanks for listening to Mox on the Mic. Please remember to rate, subscribe, and review. And we'll see you again soon.